Welcome to the Laser Lounge Podcast, which is a podcast for laser engraving business owners and hobbyists, both Gantry and Galva. We are here to answer makers' questions, hear others' makers' stories, provide expertise on certain topics, and in general, discuss how to help your business or hobby grow. Myself, Alicia Pate, and Nate Armstrong will host special guests in the laser lounge industry, or we may even just cover technical topics ourselves. You will be benefited by hopefully learning something new about a technique or process, or even just listening to another maker's own experience of what is working for them. We hope you enjoy our podcast. You can find us online in Facebook at the Laser Lounge at Pate Ranch or on YouTube at the Laser Lounge at Pate Ranch. Come join us and learn something new today. Special thank you to our show sponsors, Thunder Laser USA and Rotoboss Rotary Attachments. Now let's get to today's show. Hey, May, what's going on, girl? Good, eating lunch. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's lunchtime where you are, so I appreciate you making some time for this today. I'm having a late lunch. I was trying yeah. to get some wholesale orders out and um, trying to get them out of my hair before Friday. Perfect. I've got some orders to do today after this as well. I've got, I think, 30 cups, Stanley cups, so wish me luck. You know how those are. Um, those you are don't the- want to mess them up. Oh, you're <laughs> not. I'm sure yeah. you're going to do just fine. Save one for me. Oh, absolutely will. I made one for Reagan. So she, uh, they're nice. They're black ones and hard to get, but let's somebody talk about what in. somebody oh, popped great. In, I can't see the name. Let me click over to the comments. So, yeah. So, uh, listen guys, there's, um, today you can ask questions in the chat. We've got it up and we're going to answer as much as we can, but today's discussion, as you can see here, we're going to talk about Gantro and, uh, Gantry and Galvo lasers. And first disclaimer, Um, May and I are not here to claim that we're experts. We're here to say that we are users of these tools, these different types of tools. And so we really just want to bring you guys our experience with the two type of machines. So today we're going to talk about each type of of category, kind of some pros and cons of those. We're going to talk about some of the materials that each of those machines uh, are best with, and then a high level general on how they work. Because our main mission today is, you know, there's so many people saying, I want a fiber, I want a fiber. And will a, you know, will that work with this certain laser? And it's like, you need to understand what you mean by fiber. So we're here to to just talk and help you understand the users. If you're going to be a potential buyer, what these machines do, and then you can answer good uh, beneficial questions when you're out in the laser community. So May, anything you want to add to that, that we may talk about today? Oh, no, it's just like, uh, you know, like Alicia said, we're just kind of like your normal gals trying to play around with all the Galvos. Now that we have all three of them, it's nice. It's definitely a nice thing to have in your shop. It's definitely a great addition. I don't think I can ever turn down any jobs at this point. There's no reason for me. So I think I feel like I'm standing out from the pack. So it's definitely nice to have. So Alicia, let's get started. Absolutely. So for both of us, uh, we've been using gantry lasers for at least four years. And high level, what is a gantry? And this was this is Alicia's explanation. To me, a gantry is like a gantry system where something goes back and forth, forward, it goes left to right, and then front to back, 
Okay. So most of the, the lasers, when you're in a laser community, um, you hear them talk about a laser. Most of us think the gantry style machine, right? So that's your, your thunders, your aeons, your boss, um, your epilogues. They run on a rail system that goes back and forth, front to back. And you can get different size beds and different size tubes. Those are the main, I think, distinguishers between them. You can get as small as something like a Glowforge, right? It's a, what is it, 20 by 12. And you can go up to huge laser beds, uh, like, like my Thunder back here. This is a 63 by 40. So that's one big difference between those machines. And then the second that you would look at, besides dollar amount that you want to spend, but is really your wattage. So there's a glass tube typically in the back and you can buy that machine based on how high you want that wattage to be. And really to me, you know, most of the time your engravings, they're not really wattage specific, but if you're cutting thicker material, that's where you really want to jump up into a higher wattage. I know when I had my first kind of real machine, it was 90 watts. And then this one back behind is 100 and this one's 130. And May, what are you running on your uh, gantry machine right now? I have 100 and um, it's, it's nice to have, obviously, you know, having all the different tools enables you to, to be flexible and maximize your output. And we'll, we'll discuss that in a few minutes. But, you know, like Alicia said, um, having the gantry, you know, for a while, a lot of people are upgrading to that. Some people came from Glowforge. Uh, no shame. I came from Glowforge too. And that's kind of like how I fell in love with um, the laser uh, maker lifestyle. And then as you know, you get good at it, you realize, I think I need something faster. And yeah. that's when, when you look into different things. And that's, you know, the most popular question what should I get? Should I get, you know, a different wattage? What size? It really depends on what your shop needs. And then you can kind of go from there. If you have the money, I say, go big. If you don't yeah. stay. That, that's kind of what my decision-making was May when I got my second machine, it was really, I was being requested to do bigger signs for people that I needed that width more than anything. Um, and I would say between my two gantry machines, I run the 35 size, so the Thunder 35, which is 35 by, I think, 26. I run it 90% of the time just because my jobs are typically smaller. But yeah. the bigger one I use for big phone, phone signs or big signs. So, you know, when people are like, I need another gantry machine, I think they do start looking. The next requirement is really size from what I've been asked or seen in the community. Yeah. And um, last year, I remember we had this discussion, um, you know, from our weekly conversations. Mm -hmm. I thought for sure I was going to get another gantry laser. And I really had to think about it and, and see what my shop really needs. And, you know, after so much back and forth and I settled with, you know, fiber first. And then after yeah. that, I went and added a UV. And then recently last week, I added a CO2. And it felt like that was the best move for for what I need. And it works. Yeah. So May, let's talk about for the gantry machines, uh, kind of what materials you typically use on those 
type of systems and what is like, when would you decide in your shop to go with a gantry over a Galvo? Okay. So let's say if I'm doing a statement charcuterie board, um, my 100 watt can totally do that. I can do elaborate designs and, you know, play with your settings. Obviously different machines have different output when it comes to performance. So you just need to really play around with that, dial in those settings, make sure you have the right lenses and all that kind of stuff. And so also on top of that, gantry lasers are really made for cutting. And so the precision mm -hmm. cuts are, are really, you know, it's really nice to have that in your shop. If, if you're doing a lot of cutting, acrylic, uh, leather, uh, I mean, what have you? Thick material. Uh, yeah, thick materials like foam. Um, you can do maybe, a, you know, three-fourth inch uh, plywood. Pine. Yeah, plywood or pine, solid yep. pine. And so I think that's a great call out girl because it is right. It's the cutting, the, the, the cutting and the large yes. cutting that really sets it apart. That's right. And then obviously your ventilation system comes into play. If you're doing thicker materials, you just want to make sure you have the right ventilation. And, you know, this is just kind of like going, you know, let's say if you don't know anything about gantry lasers, this is kind of like all the things that you really need to think about when you're trying to upgrade let's say from a Glowforge, from a desktop um, gantry laser. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are all good points. And the way that, uh, and this is very fundamental, but in case this, <clears throat> this YouTube gets to somebody who's total newbie, the, the gantry system is, is three, three mirrors and then a lens. And so from your tube, you have a mirror, another mirror, and then a third one over the head of the laser. And then that beam goes through a lens that hits your material. And that's one of the differences also between the gavel system. So not to go into super detail, that's exactly. not what this is for, but just wanted to give you an idea. Of that. Uh, there are things, you know, there, there are some items that I still resort to. Obviously, a lot of you guys are using your gantry laser for engraving tumblers, powder co coated, either it's painted, powder coated, or if you want to play with some sort of spray and mark your stainless steel. Um, you can also engrave your glass, glassware. Uh, it can be decanters, rocks, glasses, name it. Um, with those things in mind, if you're introducing new things with your gantry laser, depending on your wattage, you really need to play around with your settings. Having that perfect recipe with your focus and your power and your speed and your steps per rotation matters. And then on top of that, you're going to add some tools. Um, then you add... A specific rotor. You can go with a rotary that comes with, um, let's say, a generic one if you're buying it from somewhere, um, or if you want to visit, you know, the guys from Pyburn or Rotoboss. And I know there's other brands out there. And those are the type of things you need to invest to kind of maximize your machine power. Um, but um, now that I've added fiber, I have been using my Galvo more. Um, I know I'm probably, I don't know how many people here love engraving with their Galvo when it comes to tumblers and glassware. And to me, yeah, I, speak. Prefer, I just prefer it. There's just no comparison. <laughs> I, yeah. after, after having the two different outputs, I, I just prefer engraving things with my Galvo when it comes to um, powder coated you know, my pint cups, uh, tumblers, glassware, you name it, I use my Galvo. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, that gets us over into talking about the Galbo machines. Uh, one of their strengths, in my opinion, is the speed at which they engrave. And that's exactly what you're talking about, right? It's easier, it's faster. So uh, let's just talk about one example on the fiber. So let's hit the fiber first. Um, fiber primarily, again, I'm not an expert, but if somebody asks me, I'm going to give them the disclaimer, I'm not an expert. But what I use it for is working with metals. So mm -hmm. engraving metal, stainless steel. I've been doing a little bit of work with, with sterling silver with my daughter. Um, so it kicks butt at metal. If you had something, a, a tool that you wanted to engrave, like a, a work, a wrench or a hammer or something like that, you've seen the, the coins that people are doing. That is its key strength is metal engraving. Uh, cutting very, very thin. I've millimeters that it does. I was able to cut out a cross out of uh, sterling silver, but it took several passes. I mean, it was easier than a punch out, but um, that is its strength. And then the other thing that I would say that I think it's good at is uh, leatherette. Uh, I've kicked butt at Christmas time with the, with the leatherette ornaments and coasters. I know you're smiling because I saw what came out of your shop, um, but Hold give on. some of your examples. So leatherette is uh, it is just king, in in my opinion, on a fiber. This would have taken probably five minutes on a fiber to get this done. This is a three and a half inch leatherette uh, ornament. Um, coasters are the same. So on a gantry, it probably would have taken five minutes to, to do four to five minutes. But on a, a fiber, it is only taking like less than 30 seconds, sometimes 20 seconds because of the speed difference. Uh, so it's really powerful. <clears throat> I like I like the leather at aspect. Show us what you got. Yeah, same product. These are JDS uh, uh, double colors. They engrave gold underneath. Go. How long did that take me? Sixty seconds. Yeah, unreal. And how much um, do you think it would have taken on a, a gantry? Uh, it would be three minutes and twenty five um, seconds. Yeah, and look so at when the we talk detail. about. The details are superb. You get the same, in my opinion, quality of details that you can get on a tuned-in gantry. It's just you're getting a lot quicker with speed, a lot quicker. So let's talk about the machines we have. You, know, you said you had uh, an Aon Mary 9 for your gantry. I have two Thunders. On our fibers, let's just say this. I don't feel like the choices of selecting gantry machines are as easy to go look at websites and marketing and branding in the Galvo world as they are the gantry. And I don't know if that's just because, you know, a lot of the options for like fibers and UVs and CO2s now are more China-based. I know some, some companies are trying to get some, let's call them USA branded affiliates are trying to get into that space more. But you need more of a Rosetta Stone, in my opinion, to try to figure out what machine could I get. And it's really been down to communities, right? So what are your thoughts on that? I agree. It's just the thing is you have to be brave to step out of your comfort zone if you're locked in a box and you just, you know, have the four walls around you. Yeah. What kind of growth are you thinking, you know, when it comes to your, your shop and your product offering? And to me, I thought, you know what, this is all I want. I'm comfortable. I have it on cruise control. I'm going to stay here. But, you know, after really playing and failing and 
doing so many trial and errors. Um, I'm loving the challenge, the Galvo world. Um, I think it's just, there's a lot more benefits that I didn't even think it existed. Yeah. So um, I feel like I can confidently say that after fighting with my fiber for, for months on it, after, you know, when I received it, I'm, I'm serious. It sat um, in my office. Sorry, mine. Just because um, I really didn't like EasyCAD, maybe because it just didn't resonate with me. Um, but then when Lightburn introduced um, Lightburn for Galvo, uh, it felt like it was a newer interface, easier to understand. I can digest it and I can totally understand what's happening with the materials, the speed and all that kind of stuff. And so I think just stepping out of your comfort zone, try something new, yeah. it scares you. Well, I didn't think, of, I remember, I, I'll be honest, when I bought the fiber, I knew, I, I already have this acceptance in myself, like, okay, this could be a very heavy paperweight <laughs> in my shop. Yeah. Um, it might be a waste, but, you know, I'm taking a gamble and I'm just, I'm here for it. And yeah, you talked about space. You talked about space. That's yes. one of the other differences between the gantries. It's the footprint of a Galvo laser is a lot right. smaller. Okay. I mean, would you say, I think it's about 25 by gosh, 18 or something for the laser itself. And then the, the CPU box um, is probably, it's just like an old school PC, right? So yeah, you can just your power box and you know, you yeah. have the power button and you know, some have the manual um, dial for your tower and then other machines come with a motorized <laughs> tower. <clears throat> yep. And I'm going to put up uh, as you're kind of talking about that. So we're, we're still talking about fiber, but what I want to do, a great question came in um, about what type of gavel are you talking about? Is that what you mean by fiber? So I'm going to, so as I pull this slide deck up, explain, there's really three types of galvos. So go up, go over the kind of three kinds, and then we'll switch back over to specifics of fiber. So we are, there's three different galvos. To me, the four, you know, obviously Alicia and I are not, um, not the expert in this, but this is actually a great um, overview for everybody. And so when it comes to Galvo, you have your fiber and that's great for metals. And then you have your CO2 and that's the new one we just received. And then UV is great for um, surfaces, you know, like glass, acrylic and so forth. Um, it can do leather as well, um, and it can do uh, powder-coated co materials as well. And so those are the three types of Galvo laser um, that... Jason's telling us there's one more type, so we'll try oh, to get what is tell it? us what that is. I don't know. Hopefully, Jason, you hear us. Okay. What's the other fourth kind? These are the three that we for sure know about. There this is, yeah, this is, and if, if, if we are totally wrong, please chime in. That's why um, we have our disclaimer. That's right. <laughs> we are not the expert. We're just kind of like based on of our, of our experience and what we have in our shop. And this is from our understanding, from our vantage point of view, and this is kind of like the general overview on what is obviously Alex probably at laser everything is smirking somewhere and scratching his <laughs> head because of the way we are um, explaining the three um, three equipments. Yeah. And so what you see here, and we'll find out what that fourth one is, 
in general, you as a maker would be looking at three different types, the UV, the fiber, or the CO2 galvo. And if you can see here, they work on different ultraviolet ranges. Um, I'm not going to go super nerdy here into what those are, but the reason why that's important, why we're kind of expressing that is because of that, they do different materials. And also there's different lenses for those specific UV ranges. And um, they also require different types of, of eye protection, depending upon which machine you're using. So I dropped the link to this. I, I don't know if this is some kind of marketing thing, but I thought it had a great overview of what fiber lasers are and their wavelength. And you can see kind of what their strengths are, their etching and cutting for, for metal. And then it goes into the CO2, uh, CO2 galvo, not gantry. We're talking galvo here. But what you'll, you'll see is a lot of the CO2 galvo materials kind of dovetail over to what the gantry ones are, except for the plastic. But anyway, it has an example of those. And then you get into the UV and its strengths of metal, plastic, and glass. So that's up there. We won't dig into super detail about it, but I want to make that resource available for you guys. So I know we were talking about fiber. Let's talk about um, the materials that we use on our fiber machines. And I'll go first. So I use primarily metal and leatherette. Um, I have tried a little bit of leather. It wasn't, I, it took a while to, to tune it in so much that I wasn't real happy with the performance. So I went back to the regular gantry machine before I got the other ones. Um, that's what I use it for in my shop is mainly metal and leatherette. So what about you? Um, just like you, I use my fiber laser for um, metal, stainless steel, um, silver, um, aluminum, um, I did a bunch of metal um, ornaments last year, and they were a huge hit. Um, it kind of, it, it was totally different from the rest of the competitors. When I launched it, people just went absolutely bananas. And so that was a nice change. Um, and then I love using my fiber for leatherette mm -hmm. because I've engraved leatherette with my gantry laser before. And I remember having inconsistent engraving, especially with the black and the gold. When you engrave it, it just doesn't, it's not as crisp as the fiber laser. I feel yeah. like, um, and yeah, then, we Hey, else? may we have a question since you're oh, talking yeah. about leatherette. Did you by chance cut through your, um, any cut through leatherette sheets with the, the fiber? I have not, but I feel like I it haven't would. tested that. Yeah. Um, what we'll get into it later. I did test with my CO2, a five, five to six ounce leather over the weekend. And, and that worked. Um, okay. And That's good we, can, we can look into that later. Um, what else do I use it for? I use it for um, tumblers. Uh, okay. I can go with this, uh, the cylinder correction, just keep it flat, engraving it that way. Or I use, um, this is from Rotoboss. This is from Jason. So I have it for a four pin. I don't know if you guys can see. So yep. there's four pin and this type of rotary, um, Jason, is able to convert it for all the galvos. So I can use one rotary for all of three of my galvos. In my oh, shop. that's nice. 
Yes. Yeah, because most of the uh, gavels coming from China uh, are standard four pin, I believe. It is a standard four pin. And let me pull up what I have. So this That's is That's what standard comes standard one. with the machines. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the chuck, uh, the teeth right here. The one I received from um, from Sherry from Bogonzo, um, the teeth keeps falling out. And they try to fix yeah. it a bunch of times. And so I don't know what's an easy fix. If you guys Those are tricky. Any, yeah. If you guys have any hack, please let me know because I have three chucks here from China. And one that look like that, right? Well, they they look just like this, and you know, same thing. It has four pins, and these are heavy as hell. It is <laughs> heavy. This is your typical standard, uh, I would say, Galvo type rotary that comes. Yeah. And even though I've never attached the ring attachment, you can you can engrave rings. So there's another piece that you add here, um, but um, these are these are your standard. I think they become with almost all you can see may has a attachment in her hand to adjust it this is the key yeah and i think you know this is these have in my opinion people will say well what's starting the whole chuck craze in the gantry space i think it's because so many people are getting into the galvo yeah. and they see that these big ass you know metal chuck versions of rotaries are what's typical and so they thought, why not port that over to the gantry world? That's which right. Is why and you're you, seeing. And you do ahead. have to, I don't know if you guys, you know, um, are keeping your equipment um, maintained correctly. Uh, just so you know, the chuck needs a bunch of um, uh, grease on it. That way it just doesn't, you know, clog up on you. And so just make sure if you do have that, if you don't want to buy a third party um, uh, rotary, just make sure you, this equipment, this head is, is um, well oiled. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one more thing about the chuck and then we'll jump over to the next kind of um, uh, machine that we're going to talk about, which is the UV these things are not delicate. I, and what I mean by that, I mean, they are delicate. What I mean by that is I've broken several glasses when I was trying to use it on the UV. You barely rotate it and it will easily crack glass. So yeah. it's not very forgiving. And someone had said here, here's another thing, using a, um, you can put a rubber band around them, the, the three prongs. I'm going to try that and see if that helps, like a really thick rubber band. But anyway, the whole point we wanted to show you is the base rotary for the, you know, Galvo machines is this big old D90 chuck rotary. And we've got now vendors that are starting to come out with the, the rotaries that we're used to seeing in the gantry world. So we've got um, a couple of options of we've got, um, you know, that you can start looking at. So users are starting to test those. So appreciate those rotary vendors that are starting to get those products out the door. I think Matt has one for the CO2. And then you've also got one from Jason for the, for your Galvo UV, like you said, you can use them on all three. So yeah, great there. So that's kind of fiber. Let's uh, jump now just for the sake of time over to UV and I will uh, kind of kick that off. May and I got our first Galvo fiber in December of last year. And then um, May is a very bad influence on me just speaking honestly, she's like, I think we need a UV because she really was getting 
into glass on the gantry side of the world. And UV is really where it's at with glass. I know a lot of people are doing some neat things on the gantry side, but if you take a look at those, at that glass that you did compared to a UV, it just doesn't compare. So um, I'm not saying you got to go buy another machine. I'm just saying if you're going to focus your shop with your product line being glass, you want to make an investment on a UV. So let's talk about UV, uh, May. We got our UVs in what? Uh, was it August? Um, it doesn't matter. We got it like at the I, third I quarter. I think somewhere. it was like, you know, pre. it was pre-fall. And so... Yeah. So talk um, about, you know, the pros and cons that you like about the UV. Okay. So um, I like it because um, I mainly got it for glass. And after a while, I, I realized I can also do other things. And so mm -hmm. let's see if I can share this with you guys so you can see it. So this is done with my UV. Okay. And it's smooth. I know Alicia has done a bunch. And so yeah. I was extra confident when I did it with my gantry. And this is from my 100 watt laser. I've nailed it down. And you, okay. And so now you use orange blaze on that, right? I use the orange blaze tape. And so let me just paint a picture of my process when I used my, um, my gantry laser. So I would wipe the surface with alcohol, make sure I have no lint. And then I apply the orange tape on it. It feels like a silicone um, feel to it. It's stretchy. And so it just suctions to your cup, right? To the surface. When I'm done, I put it in my gantry, obviously using the rotary of choice. And then, you know, you do your focus and all that. And then you let the job run. Um, that's about... I want to say four minutes per cup. For the running, not the putting the blaze but on But not including the prep work. And then after yeah. that, you remove it from your gantry, obviously. You weed out what you need to weed out. Remove the tape. And then it, you, you, the left behind after you engrave with your gantry is a yellowish uh, residue. And so what I use to clean is the Dawn Blue Soap. And then Mr. Clean, and it, that washes off all that gunk after you yeah. laser it with your gantry. So to me, that's a lot of steps. I'm, I'm touching my product too many times. And some people actually will take a grinder or some type of abrasion to get the chips off, right? Yes. And I've, I've, I've read that somewhere, and um, I've dialed down my settings where I didn't need to do that. I don't have any fractures on it with my gantry. I could just do it and just live with it and not yeah. even get a UV. I'm pretty happy with it. I've sold so many. But with this, this is two minutes with no prep yeah. and no cleanup. And the quality is superb. I mean, it's it, it's really hard for us to show you the difference. Okay, I'll put up mine. It's got booze in it, so I can't spill it. But this is the the UV, and it's it's almost as good as sandblasting. From, from what I've yeah. seen. And that one is filled with um, rub and buff. Like Correct. This. Just to add color. Yes. So yep. see the difference. It's the same. But this is silver. I'm not a big fan of the gold 
for whatever reason, it just doesn't look right. I've played with um, somebody from the UV uh, Facebook group recommended plaid liquid leaf. And that, yeah. that one is spectacular for gold. So if you want a gold fill, obviously you can't put this in the dishwasher. So if you're doing that, just make sure you have care instructions uh, for hand wash only. Okay, so so Water. UV now we're talking in glass. It is kick butt killer. That's my go-to machine for glass. Okay. One thing I wanna 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 state so that they know, and then I'll let, let you keep going. The UV um looks UV galva looks almost just like a fiber galva. Yeah, They're the same. They have a tower, and I'll bring up a picture. They have a tower, and they have a head on it, and then a, a base, which is a bed, and then you'll have another machine that looks like an old school PC. That's its main controller board. So yeah. go ahead and continue. So what else have I done with my UV? I've done leather. Um, and I remember Alicia and I were going back and forth and our minds were blown because when you run a leather artwork and you engrave it with your um, CO2 gantry, you get a lot of dust from engraving. But with UV, you don't get any dust and I don't have to clean up. Yeah. It's so it's awesome. And it's it's awesome. And this is one of the projects, yes, I've done around Christmas time. And it's it's fast. So it's um, as fast as we were talking about with the fiber uh, on leather. Yes. Um, so and I hope you get you people that are still in, in learn mode, what you're picking up on is these Galvo lasers speed-wise kick total butt, okay? Whereas a gantry kicks butt in large cutting, Galvos are kicking butt in really fast engraves. That's right. And so after um, testing it with leather, I went ahead and tested it on wood as well. And so this, I, I used my UV... I don't know if you can see. Very the, nice. There's yeah. left to it, and it's very um, all the. It can really get to all the little tiny details. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm pretty happy with that. I'm able to brand. I don't have to, you know, pull out my jig and then reposition everything. I can just zap it, and I'm done. Yep. So, and that's another thing on on the a fiber. I don't. It's not great at wood. No. So you wouldn't go that now you're starting would, to see why. Uh, well, I've seen, I've seen other people try it. It, it wouldn't be my first choice. Right. I, I would. And we'll get into that because then we can talk about the next beast. In the yeah. So, okay. So now you've, so now you've mentioned wood and you've mentioned uh, leather and you've mentioned. Um, and then the next glass. would be um, a tumbler, right? Yeah. So here's. Oh, having a hard time. I wouldn't it's be good at. Like. I wouldn't be good at makeup tutorial because then you have to show the product. <laughs> so, so you're okay. So now you're doing tumblers on fiber and the UV. Do you notice a difference between the two? It's shinier. Okay, on the UV. And if you dial it correctly, there's no cleanup. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to worry about LA Awesome or Harbor Freight degreaser. Um, just I did. You? that down here yeah 
it's just a little bit of rest. I was off. My focus was totally off. If yeah. you don't have the right focus, you don't have the right settings. Um, the only way you can really fine tune Galvo um, output is playing with the different settings. It's moving yeah. the tower up and down, finding that sweet spot. Alicia's grabbing something. What are you trying to show us? And so if you really dial it down, see how shiny. Okay, so she brought up a good point that I want new people to know the difference. If you're, if I'm using my thunder and I'm going to engrave a cutting board, then what I need to do is put the cutting board in and then I have a, a little piece of plastic that's like my um, focal length grid. And I know that six millimeters from the bottom of the cone to the cutting board is my sweet spot for focal distance. You can run a ramp test, but in general, that's it. On a Galvo laser, depending on what lens you have in, you have to be a certain height from that lens to your material. So, and then you still want to play with it a little bit to get it dialed in. And then you also have power and speed and frequency settings. So when people talk about the learning curve of a Galvo over a gantry, I'm going to say it's like a math equation. You have another variable in the formula to be able to get the right answer. So it's just like adding one or two more variables. It's a little bit trickier. And that's why we're always asking other people, oh man, you know, on that black leatherette, you dialed it in, you know, how did you do that? So that's one thing to remember. What are you showing, Here, uh, May? Here's one example. If you don't have the right focus and you don't have the right settings, and this is just for UV, you see, I lost a yeah. bunch of words. And yeah, I mean, it, it totally scratched the surface of the glass, but I lost a bunch of my artwork. Um, it's Whereas on a, yeah, wasn't tuned in and on a gantry, you know, it's probably, you probably aren't going to get that. I mean, it would either all be crap or I'll be great. Yeah. And here's another example. Um, I made a mistake. I was doing other things with a different lens. And so, like you said, if you, you know, specific lenses require different uh, focus height. And so this is, I missed this bit of yeah. this corner. I lost it. And so yeah. it, it's because I'm, I'm new. I don't know, you know. Sure. We're learning. I, we're using exactly. I just, I just forget. And, you know, I didn't realize I had the wrong lens. Um, so as you practice, you get good at it and um, you, you feel like you're, you know, you're churning out really quality uh, work. Um, it's fast. It's efficient. It, it doubles your or triple or maybe, you know, just kind of makes your machine, you, you, your, your production lifestyle much faster. I feel like, I don't know. Do you feel like it's faster? I feel like it's faster and... Um... I feel like the framing and where you can place things, that's one difference for me is I'm able to take little bitty bowls and uh, that have deep sides yes. and my clearance is like 10 inches that I can get into it. So where I had to put a four inch lens on the gantry, I can put on the UV and still have 10 inches to play with. So spoons, those kick butt. I don't have to do anything tricky. Bowls, um, deep bowls I can get in much better. Um, 
The only negative on the, on the UV and the fiber or actually the Galvan machines is your bed size is not as big like you can get on the gantry machines. So somebody's asking for um, UV. This is real leather. This is not leatherette. So I know you can do leatherette. We just haven't played with it yet. You can do leatherette. I just prefer the fiber for some reason um, when I'm doing leatherette. But with um, real leather, I prefer either UV or CO2. And we'll get into CO2 in just a minute. Yeah. Okay. Great question here. For real leather, um, you said it engraves great on UV Galvo. What do you use to cut the Texas shape or custom shapes? And then do you cut them on your gantry laser engrave? Yes, that is what I do. I, I personally, um, cutting, um, park CO2 uh, gavel aside, but cutting, I go to the gantry machine or I use a leather clicker. She may have cut that on the, on the CO2 gavel. We're going to hear about that. But if you're going to cut in, in masses, cut them on your gantry, take them over to your UV, and they burn ultra quick. And, and like she showed you, this is a, a burn on a gantry. You can see the see how it goes pretty deep. You see how those edges go. It burns more in it. Whereas I think the the leather, this is actually more of a synthetic leather on the UV. It doesn't go ultra deep like it does on a gantry. So good question. Someone also asked a question about the blue JDS leatherette. I think the blue leather and leatherette and the red leatherette are straight from hell, to be honest with you. I and they're meant to make every maker yeah. mad. <laughs> you know what? To be honest, um, that's one of the things that I haven't really tried. And so if you guys have a sample and you want me to try it out, I mean, send it my way. Um, yeah. It's just not something I carry. Um, it's not a color scheme that, um, you know, that works for um, my shop aesthetic. And so I don't really offer it. Uh, what else? How do you keep track of your focus distance? Um, good question. I have a digital notebook for each, uh, Galvo machine. And that's kind of my way of going back and make sure that I have my notes set for, um, different ones and for specific lenses, because each lens requires a different focus and also requires, um, sometimes I have to change, um, you know, speed power and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> you'll a, send me. I don't know who that's this a good user is. Somebody said, I'll send you one of every kind from JDS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we've really dialed in the blacks, the browns, the grays. Um, this is like a, a tan color, which is not bad. Yeah, I do I have several blue and red. One of the things that I want to make sure we illustrate to you guys, which is you know, the differences between the gantry and the Galvo. And I want to talk while she's, yeah, so that's pretty, is the lens portion of it. Whenever you are playing with a gantry machine, you know, the lens is, is like tiny and we typically put it inside of a tube. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the lens is, is 20, what, what is it like 20 millimeters or some centimeters or something for these? I think the yeah. Aeons are like 18. Um, and then if we want a four inch, the, they're the same size and we just pop them in. They look like um, something you'd put in a microscope lens, right? The lens on the Galvo machines are, look like Canon camera lenses, yeah. even though they're not they're the same, but they do look like that. Okay. And so you order different lenses and they, they, they screw up underneath these Galvo heads. I'm going to put a picture. I'm going to do, uh, 
screen show so you can see what these look like. Um, but talk about the different lens types, May, a little bit. Um, now that I have all three, I noticed the CO2 looks like a plunger, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it does. You see how it's, it's, it's shallow, not as, as high as the fiber one. Um, and that's the CO2. Let's see if I can pull up another one. And as she's getting that, you have to have different lenses for each machine. Do you remember me showing you the frequency differences between yeah. the UV band? We, you cannot take a lens from a, a fiber and go put it in a UV. It'll ruin the lens. So, and, and the same thing is true with the glasses. That's why, see what she's showing you here. Is that for the uh, This CO2? is the fiber one. Okay. Yeah. So it, we've now started labeling ours so we don't mess them up. Um, but they're different, right? And so if you buy each a new machine, you need to go buy new lenses. And it doesn't mean you have to buy a ton of them. I've, some people have around three. Some people have two. Someone had told me they always get like 110 and a 300 and that gets most of the jobs. You know, we're, we're kind of in experiment mode, man. I are, we've been buying a lot. So, um, who knows what we have, but, um, I want to get another glass, uh, for you. Hold on. Now you'll see these two machines behind me. See how this one does not have an enclosure. If it doesn't have an enclosure, you absolutely have to have these glasses. So anyone in your room needs to be wearing these as well if they're walking around. The Thunder, they have a, a fiber machine that has a canopy that lowers with the protective lens. And that's what sets that machine apart from some of the other open-faced ones, okay? So there is that option. That's great for a maker space or something like that. The, the lenses we're putting on right now, these are the ones for the fiber machine. And they're a lot darker, more green. Um, and so if you're getting a fiber laser, you need to make sure you get the right protective eye equipment. The ones for the, uh, do you have the ones for the UV? Yeah, I have the UV one right now. Okay, so I'm you can see a it's a black. little bit, it's a little bit lighter and that has to do with, it's, it's tuned for the frequency of the UV machine, right? You have to have the right, right lens and the right glasses for each machine. And then we just, um, we'll go to the third machine or of the Gabo space is the UV, I'm sorry, CO2. And its That's glasses are, yeah, it looks like May told me, she said hers felt like reading glasses. We kind of look cool, like nerd cool. But anyway, <laughs> so these are the other machine uh, laser glasses and the lenses are different as well. Now, what does that machine look like? All three gavel machines look very similar in, in design and structure, except for the lenses. They look like what I had on the screen a while ago. So you really need to know what you're walking up to in a lab if you're just going to start using it. May has been using her CO2 more than me. So I'm going to let May talk about the pros and cons that she likes about the Galvo CO2 and the materials she's been using. Um, hold that thought for a second. Keep talking. Okay. We both, uh, actually, May, myself, and Matt Bodeford, we ordered um, a CO2 Galvo, and we got it a couple weeks ago. Um, we've 
it's huge. It's humongous. I'm going to say that the two, we got a 60 watt, the tube in it is a lot bigger. So that the, the machine is a lot bigger. Um, May has been, I've only done one test thing. I haven't had as much time to do it, but I need to play with it a little more. Uh, it does wood. It does leather. It actually does acrylic. It cuts the materials as well. You can see she's got a piece of wood that she did. This is one of her um, standard pieces of product lines in her business. And May, with that piece right there, what, how long would it take to do on a gantry and how long did it take for you to do so on your CO2 I, album? I did a comparison video last week and I highlighted this particular project. And this, this design on the wooden coaster that I carry, it took about 43 seconds to engrave and no jig, no prep work, um, engraved 43 seconds and I didn't clean it. Man. Yeah, it's clean. Yeah. Um, and then um, if I ran the same design, I would have to, you know, have my jig ready, place it in, focus it right, and then run the job. It's about, uh, what did I say? I think it was like a little over four, four minutes for one. Yeah. Um, and then I did a comparison with my machine. With my bed size, let's say 33 by 20, 22, if I have a jig, I will have about 35 um, coasters. And that's going to run me at 500 speed about six hours. Yeah. 35 coasters with my CO2 Galvo will probably take me about 20, like 20 minutes or yeah. so. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Um, my, you can correct my math if, uh, if I'm wrong, and um, I just can't remember the total time. But yeah, it's definitely faster. Now, we were talking about, you know, if you're running a production mode, if you're running hundreds of um, what would be uh, beneficial? Again, it will depend on what kind of gantry laser you're running and the wattage and... Um, based on the materials you're you're using when you're engraving what's your sweet spot for to get that nice engraving um i know a lady was saying what was she running an epilogue fusion yeah mm -hmm. um I that so. is significantly faster than my machine my um aeon machine and so um i haven't seen one in action but based on what she says she's saying it's definitely faster and so um she's going to keep doing the gantry production line where you have your jig, you're laying it out, you're engraving it at one go. Yeah. So um, there's a question that was up here. Let me get it back up. It's how, I mean, how do we keep track of, how do we do our, is this it right here? How do you keep track oh, of your yeah, focal I distance? I mentioned it earlier. So basically for me and, you know, um, it could be different for you, different for other people that have, you know, um, the three Galvos um, in their machine. But for me, what works, I like to keep a digital uh, notebook and I have it available on my phone um, and also on the desktop. And I can pull up my notes to my cheat sheet. And so if I'm running the CO2, I know if I use this lens, I need to be this certain height for this type of material. I just wrote down notes. Um, yeah, just so I can this remember. is more... 
I would say uh, the Galvo machines are more um, keeping a little crib sheet or a tally book of what you're doing for each material. And then when you, when you tweak some things, updating that, because we use one license of uh, Lightburn. Is it Lightburn for all three of these machines? And you sometimes have to be careful with, okay, this color is for the UV. This one's for the, you know, fiber, this one's for whatever. You can almost sometimes get lost in some of those settings if you're not super organized. Yeah. Um, but, but if you lose a setting and you have to start over, uh, there's a, a, a distance that the manufacturer will tell you. If you're using a 110 watt lens, you need to be, you know, what is it? 275, you know, you know, from the material to the a spot on the lens. And then you can just start with that. Um, yeah, exactly. Those all come with that. And some people will uh, cut out little bitty jigs of the, the distances. You've seen those. They look like a T and they use them for yeah, the you lens. Can, you can make your own focal sticks. It's super easy to make. I've, I've made one with, um, you know, leftover acrylic. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you can even specify down to you know, the type of lens and then measure the right focal distance for that type of lens. And that just makes production life faster. Um, and then going back to CO2, um, I've played with, um, what do you call this? Wood. And I know, I think I've, I've found my sweet spot for, for wood. It's, it's, it's great. I've, I've dialed it down. Um, Looks good. And then I'm holding a small honeycomb tray. And when I ordered my CO2, and I know Alicia got one too, I ordered a honeycomb tray because with the CO2, you can cut things. Um, yes. And so that came in handy. I did this beauty over the weekend with my CO2. This is a five to six ounce leather. And um, it was a lot more passes than I like. Maybe I'm just using the wrong settings. Um, but I dialed down my engraving for CO2. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, and then I good. did another one, which I'll share with you guys sometime this week. I did a, a project where I combined two machines. I did CO2 engraving. This took about... 10 seconds, I want to say, 10 seconds to engrave and score. Gosh, that looks great. And, and then I color filled that. So I did the engraving with the CO2 Galvo, and then I used print and cut feature in Lightburn and then cut my, um, my shape with my gantry laser. And so I have that tutorial um, coming in a few days. I'm just kind of like making sure I have the right um, settings for it, but I will share that with the group. That way you can kind of sample. I know a lot of people like to use print and cut because they use sublimation, print it, and then use their gas. Yeah. Um, and then what else did I do? Um, I played around with paper. Um, oh yeah, that was a question. Someone asked if we were, yes, we were cutting um, paper with. I think somebody, um, when we were getting started, um, what would be the best um, thing if you were, you were to cut paper, I haven't tested paper on fiber or uh, UV 
but I've tested it with CO2 because. Um, oh, that was awesome. You shared that this weekend. Yeah. I, last week I, I did a bunch of tags and, and that Let's was see so if I can fast. Find it. I can't remember. Okay. So with the CO2, you can mark all metals. You can do ceramic. You can do coated stainless steel. I'm actually going to test that today. Um, I haven't done fabric, but I know some people have. I have done fabric on UV. Um, I don't think I have the settings right on UV. That's still kind of like a, you know, unknown for me. Um, leather, I got that leather down. I'm just going through the list of things that I've done. I've done paper. Um, you can do wood. Yep, that's the one. I can't This tell. is How thick this was this thing. paper? Does it say six seconds? Yeah, six seconds. And that's Hard a card stock. stock. Yeah. Um, the thick kind. Um, not like a 60-pound weight. It was like a 100-pound yeah. weight. Um, and then there's just so many other uses for um, CO2. And this one was the 43 mm -hmm. seconds engraving with the CO2. Yeah, and one thing I want to show you guys, I'm going to pause it and bring it back. Um, the When you're using the Lightburn Galvo version and you go to do a frame, you can't really see it in this picture, but I'm going to find another one. You can frame the outer perimeter. You can frame them in separate pieces, and then you can frame the actual image. So yeah. it will trace... It'll trace around this, and that's why people really like these, these, these uh, Galvo tools because you can see exactly where you're going to put the image that you want to put on something. You don't just frame it by moving the, the gantry head around. It will display the image in with the red dot and outline it. And that, that is a super cool feature about the Galvo machines. So it allows you and it allows May to go and get this perfectly centered and she knows exactly where she needs it to be. Um, and since focus can be a tricky you know, thing to figure out. Um, other people prefer, I know Matt really loves the manual um, tower because then you can wind it up or down to play with your focus and figure out yep. um, your sweet spot. Um, but if you have the updated tower where it's motorized, you just need to uh, play with it, move it up and down until you hit that right spot. Um, you'll know, especially in CO2, if um, you're not focused because you are going to be burning things. Do you have a sample? Yeah, it'll look terrible. Do you have a sample? Of Yeah, I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me see um, I do. Yeah, so... And just make sure you have the right ventilation too. If you're doing leather with a CO2 and with a UV, that smells really bad. <laughs> so it's, okay, so we're going to show this and then I'm going to explain vent. Okay, so the, this piece here where it looks like a piece of junk. That was my first test run of the uh, CO2 Galvo. And then as I started to move the distance away, it started to get better. But it's still not, I haven't had the time uh, to play to refine this yet. Like you saw how great hers looked, but you got to go through this test process. So probably got hers. This, is, this is my test process. Yeah. It's just a little, it, you know, it's a different machine, different tool. Now you brought up a good point, May. You talked about the ventilation system. I want the users to know the difference between 
the ventilation systems that are on most Galva machines compared to the gantries? How are you set up? Um, I actually um, added this. I got a new one. So I have a dedicated one for um, the gantry one, but then for my Galva one, um, I'm running two hoses with a Y split. Uh, probably not mm -hmm. super ideal, but I don't mind moving one hose because uh, they are right next to each other. Yours might be a little bit different because you have an L-shaped table where yeah. you are. And my table right now, I have all my Galvo. I don't know if you guys can see it. They're yeah. all right next to each other. And I have um, the ADCM towers because I have uh, 300 lenses for all three and I need the height to get the 300 focus. Right. So that's good. So, you know, like with the, like the, the gantry machines, some of the exhaust systems are built in and then you have the uh, AC infinity fan that takes it out of your, your window. That's what I have. We, ha we have the same thing, but where you would connect the, uh, the vent into the side of the machine you now need that closer up to your material on that bed top, right? So it's, you're still venting. It's just a little bit different and you're going to have more hand manipulation of where you're going to put it. Okay. Uh, we had another question here and then we'll start kind of wrapping it up. Let me see where it was. Uh, Cherry asked how heavy the CO2 gavel was. It's like 200 pounds. I think <laughs> it's heavy. <laughs> yeah, that that's, that's huge. Okay, well, so we're, we're a couple people are like, all right, so who sells these? How would you go about that? Um, first of all, neither one of us are like sales associates for these companies. We're buyers of many different ones. I'm a brand ambassador for Thunder, but not an affiliate. We have experimented with several different brands. Um, May has Bogong and do you pronounce it? Hey, Ocean? How do you pronounce it? I'm terrible with names. Okay, so we don't really know. We have purchased um, from different suppliers just because as we continue to, to learn and, and get more information, um, you know, you just tried new things. It is not as simple, I would say, in my, my experience than it, is with a, than it is with a gantry machine. A gantry machine, I usually have a USA associate that I can call and say, hey, you know, what does the machine look like? I've got local support if I need it. I have not found that to be the case yet, except for with Thunder coming out with their fiber, they're able to offer that. But the rest of the companies that I have experienced with, I have not seen that. So um, you just kind of start researching and, and find machines that people are happy with and that people are having good experiences with. There's yeah. a couple of websites as I pull this up, uh, share, not share points, but Facebook groups that I'm going to encourage people to go in and learn. May, what is your, uh, um, feedback on how do you go about, about learning on where to buy one? Well, at first, you know, um, my first machine, um, obviously I was just, you know, going through the groups and filtering through based on recommendation and output. Um, the people are, you know, that are sharing, share, you know, different projects. And so I was, you know, I was really enamored when I saw the fiber machine from Bogom. Um, I wanted to get a UV from, from a contact there, 
but the turnaround time was a big, um, uh, I guess, a big factor for me because I, I need it. I need it before the fall market, the fourth quarter started. And so um, Pascal and the rest of the team um, from Haushen, how do you say it? I'm not even sure. <laughs> I know, we're not good um, at it. <laughs> really, um, you know, got the turnaround time. Um, I mean, they've, it's it's fast. Um, and so there was just no, no question about it. And after that, I went through the groups and just to make sure that I'm making the right decision. Again, this is something that, you know, August could be, it could be a flop because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. Yeah, I, we're still just, in, in learner mode. That's right. And so I just know I want to get it. Um, now, I've noticed there's a lot of bigger brands out there. Um, if you look up and, and search through YouTube, there'll be so many different um, brands out there. Um, I know Cloud Ray, they have their own um, website as well that you can go into. I know, um, is it Omtech? Do they have fiber as well? I think they do. I think they do. Yeah. I think they do. And so I have friends that have that as well. Um, I just prefer the ones that I picked. Um, you don't have to get the ones that we, ha we have been using. Yeah, we're not advocating any brands. We're we just are not educating. an affiliate. We are not getting any kickback from them. I am not getting any discount. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, I'm just really happy with that. I think you just need to really do your own research. And once again, with the Galvo, since a lot of it is, is dependent on the user itself, there's really no playbook, right? There's no playbook of, you know, your output and how, how that's going to look like. It's really up to you to figure out your settings, dial it in. What's the right focus? Because you, Alicia's machine and my machine, is, it, it's, can, it can be, you know, it can vary. Um, I remember when I went to visit you, the glass that we did, yeah. a sample, um, there was just a bunch of inconsistencies that, you know, I didn't have. And so it's really up to Alicia to dial that in. Right. Anyway, I want to go ahead and wrap us up and uh, with some closing comments. There are definitely some differences between the gantry machine mm -hmm. and the Galvo lasers. And you don't, when you say, do I have, can, will this work with the gantry? And they don't work together. They're separate tools. It's like having a bandsaw, a drill press, a table saw, and you know a scroll saw. These are separate tools. Um, when you get over into the, the 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 Galvo side, there's three, maybe four that have specialties, right? And a lot of people say, well, hey, which one would you choose first? Right now, for me, I'm I'm loving the UV the most. I'm using it the most. I have not given the CO2 enough time to say that one kind of beats it out. Um, but for my shop and what I make, the UV is is providing more products. So we encourage you to probably go into some of the Facebook groups like laser everything. Alex does a great job of explaining different elements of each Galvo type. He's also done reviews on certain machines and there's also a UV laser group that you can go in and learn that's specific to the Hoatian lasers. So for me, I just, you know, encourage people if you can push your elements, try new tools, Bring new things to your shop so you can add new product lines and keep learning. So that's kind of my closing comment. Um, I want to thank our sponsors, and then I'm going to turn it over to May for a closing comment. I want to thank our sponsors, Thunder Laser USA, 
and also Rotoboss rotary attachments. So May, closing comments for you today. Okay, can you hear me? I'm not sure. I think somebody's yeah. saying that my audio might be out of whack. Um, maybe I need to update it. Um, same with what Alicia just said, you know, along those lines, just make sure you're doing your due diligence, um, looking into the groups. It's definitely the best resource. Um, I love learning and watching from other makers. And I know I've already given Alex a shout out from Laser Everything. Those guys over there are just um, phenomenal um, teachers. Uh, I've learned so much. And so if you're looking into getting into the Galvo world, definitely it's, it's a great resource out there. You can just watch for free or you can pay and, you know, help those guys out. Uh, they really turn out really great content, super helpful. Uh, just kind of, you know, they'll, they'll break it down to, so it's easier to understand. And it's such a digestible content and you're, you'll come out, you know, feeling challenged and want to try something new. Um, and then on top of that, if you are going to consider buying um, outside United States, don't be scared. Um, I know it can be um, scary, but I know I, I buy a lot from overseas and I import quite a lot. Um, each year I import I don't know, like five times each year. And when I'm checking out from any of my vendors, I like that I'm paying uh, within Alibaba uh, because yeah. uh, I'm protected if I am sending money that way. Um, I don't know how other um, brands out there are doing their checkout system, but I don't mind that. And I know I'm protected and I'm, I get notified when things are shipped and things are done. Um, I like that I'm getting photos um, during production of of the machine that I'm, I'm going to be expecting, how it's going to come, is it created, those things matter. And those are the type of questions you want to ask um, your broker for, for a particular machine. How are they going to ship it to you? Will it be cushioned inside? Will there be styrofoam? Is it going to be created? Will it be wrapped in plastic inside just to prevent from all the other you know elements? And I think that's it, really. All right. Great. Thanks, guys. I hope you got something out of this today. The main thing, again, in summary that we wanted to point out is there are differences between the gantry and Galvo machines. They are separate. They complement one another. And if you're going to jump over into the gantry space, there is a little bit of a learning curve. So be prepared to roll up your sleeves, dig in deep. And it's a little bit of a, a different tool. But it will, um, if you can... Dial it in. I guarantee you your products will be so much better for your shop. So combining the Galvo and the Gantry, I think, is a powerful uh, way to uh, increase your product lines and uh, make yourself a better maker. So, again, thanks our sponsors, and we will see you guys next live stream. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.